yes, finally, subject number six, last segment of the night. This one was abnormal paranormal stories. And, you know, I, I don't want to be letting out um, the Clagato Veteran podcast without having a few, or this episode 20, without having a few Halloween-related ghost stories and skinwalker stories, whatever. Well, it's called paranormal, abnormal. Um, the reason why I wanted to do this one is because there was a story I've always wanted to tell and it's always kind of bugged me because when, um, when I started this podcast, I really wanted to just do nothing but, um, ghost stories and all that, but people would get burned out after a while, you know, so I kind of have to sprinkle it in here and there. So this first story was, um, happened back in, uh, Twojli, um, me and my sister, uh, she's a year older than me. We were we were little kids, and um, we um, it was I think it was in the summertime. I don't I don't remember if I was with her. I think I was, uh, you know. So I must have been about two to three years old, somewhere right there. And then one day she was telling me when when we were uh, in high school, uh, she was telling me, "You remember that time um, I saw." or remember that time there was that, um, there was that man, that silver man by the, the woodshed. And I was thinking about it, thinking about it. And I was like, no, man, I don't remember. So this is a story she told me, which is pretty true, pretty trippy. She was saying that, uh, me and her were playing and then, um, we were outside and then our nulla, she was walking around outside. All of a sudden she started yelling at us, I guess. She told us to go back inside, but we didn't understand uh, Navajo, so we're like, oh, okay, whatever. So anyways, she chased our ass back inside. So me and my sister, we came back inside. And um, our granny told us, you know, our Nella told us, you know, in English, because she had broken English, she goes, stay here, you know, don't move or something like that. And outside, I guess my sister, she heard um, someone chopping firewood, you know, and me, I don't know what I was doing. I think I might have went to sleep or or I just started playing with a toy or I was just sitting there with big eyeballs looking around like, what the hell's going on? But anyways, what my sister told me was she looked outside. Um, we had this big window on the south side of the house. So she looked outside and she said, there was a man. He was all in silver. He almost looked like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. And he was chopping firewood. And he stopped and he looked at her and she ducked down behind the window. And that's when her, um, our Nella grabbed her and pulled her away from the window and told her don't look out there. And I don't know how long that silver man was outside chopping firewood. And he must have disappeared or something. Because the last thing I remember my sister said that was um, he was gone. You know, then... From then on, I think we just, uh, our, our Nella had to stay inside, you know. So I was, I was always curious about that. And I was like, man, that's crazy. What, uh, you know, basically a tin man is chopping our firewood. What the hell's that all about? You know, now as an adult, you know, I, um, you know, I'm living in an age where there's a camera phone on my phone and I could, you know, if that, if something like that ever happened again, man, I'd, I'd sure love to, uh, take a video of it. And, but to actually go out there and say, hello, Mr. Silver 
10 men. Uh, you see you're cutting firewood. Can I record you? And he'll probably split my head open with an axe or something. But um, that was a real, that's a real interesting story. So um, the other one I wanted to tell was um, was with one of my cousins. He was staying in this Hogan and our, our late great-grandmother. Apparently she was six foot four. I don't know. So anyways, so her Hogan, um, uh, I think she was still alive at that time because she lived to be about 109, I want to say. She could have been 110, but I just remember good old Granny Bessie. But um, anyway, so uh, her great-grandson staying in, the, staying in the, the Hogan there. And over the hill is the other relatives. Well, the guy that the head of the household, that's the one I was saying a few episodes ago where he was talking to a severed head. He was like sitting cross-legged on the ground, like uh, in their in their parking area of the Hogan, their Hogan and their other house where the kids stayed. And he was sit, sitting there in the, in the hot sun just talking to a severed head. But that same guy, I, I, they had this one white car that was, um, it, it was... It was on blocks, basically. And, man, this dude was so in love with his wife that, you know, they were, they were, um, I guess they practiced uh, skinwalking together. They practiced all the witchcraft together. But they were in love, so it's kind of like a real trippy thing right there. Anyways, I guess one day, um, um, the, the guy, he was sitting there inside the Hogan, and I don't remember if he was, like, just, just happened to be sitting outside or he was inside the house looking out the front door. But suddenly he saw um, like the reflection of silver and metal uh, coming up the hill. And there was no sound though. And then he, he kind of like, it caught his attention. And it was, it was a car. Then he could see like the windshield and the sun was hitting. And this is during the daytime, which makes it more trippy. So it was coming up over the hill and there was no tires it was hovering with the um with the you know without any tires you know it, the axles are just hanging right there and it came over and and i guess they saw him sitting there or i guess they didn't know he was there and all of a sudden that vehicle turns like you know how you would just turn a regular steering wheel it turned and then they slowly went back down the hill Till he disappeared and that always tripped me out man because i was like holy shit what is that man that's um something that you know you you would expect from a skinwalker like you know if they were carrying it or something but for that to do that on its own raises a lot of questions and how true that was i, I don't know but um, then jumping back over here, uh, to Clagato, there's this other story w with one of my late cousins. He was kind of a little crazy in the head, but he told this story. I think I've already told this on the podcast, but I'll, I'll tell it again. Cause it's really interesting. It was that he was, um, sleeping out in the Chasho one night and they have a trailer and, um, to, to the left of him. And he was laying there and all of a sudden he heard things falling around and it sounded like it was coming from inside the trailer and the family they were out at uh, i want to say 
da squad dance, you know, I, I think that's where they were. And, um, anyways, so they, they must've been on their way back because it was about midnight and the sun was out. I mean, the sun, <laughs> I ruined the story. It was midnight and the moon was out. So, you know, when, when it's a full moon, you can, it really illuminates everything. And so that caught his attention and the dogs were, you know, sleeping and he was laying in a Joshua and he heard that sound and he sat up and he looked around. He heard some more things falling around. So he sat up uh, and then, um, they said, is that coming from the room? And he thought it was maybe one of his brothers came back drunk. Um, so he was, he just kind of got up and he walked towards the, the doorway of the Joshua and he was looking and he saw something black, uh, right below the window but he couldn't he couldn't really figure it out what it was and it was kind of shiny and then finally um uh i think it was he yelled like like hey who's there you know saying it in in english and all of a sudden this little humanoid figure jumped to the window and then it, it tried to look to where he was calling from but it didn't see him then it jumped on that little hovering shiny thing and it took off like like Luke Skywalker in that that land speeder in Star Wars you know something like that the it, it just drove off that's when the dogs the the their ears i mean they came around barking and and you know growling and they ran after it man and it went like south of their property and I was like, oh, shit, really? He was like, yeah. I was like, damn, man, that's crazy. And and that's another thing about these little humanoid figures is that um, here's another story I want to tell. And this one was back in Torjale again. Well, apparently back in the day before I was even born, um, the the main granny, her kids, they were still in their, like, I don't know, uh, late teens to mid, mid twenties. I don't, I don't know how many kids she had altogether. I think she had like eight, but anyways, um, uh, my, my dad's mom, uh, I guess she just happened to wake up in the middle of the night and she heard noises and like something's like, well, something was moving around and someone was moving around or being moved around. And, um, she was wondering what the hell's going on. Then all of a sudden she saw the, uh, the curtains on the North side of the Hogan was kind of like fluttering. And then she saw like a, um, like a hand reach up and open that curtain and the window was, no, no, the window was already open. Sorry. Uh, Anyways. Um, so the window was already open and then all of a sudden she started to see a human head start to prop up. And her heart started beating and she was freaking out. Then she saw the shoulders. Then finally, she saw a little hooded figure on the left side. Another little hooded figure on the right side. Underneath the um, underneath the arms. And she heard like alien garble. <laughs> there, I guess they were talking, but it sounded really weird. And so what they did was they um, they were pulling up her brother, um, and 
you know, at that time there was no electricity, no running water, but they had a flashlight. So she turned on the flashlight and there was like, I don't know, six little dwarves in little, um, little cloaks with glowing eyes. I think the eyes were red or yellow and they were trying to pull her brother out the window and, and take off with him. But when she turned on the head, when she turned on the flashlight, um, those little dwarves, they dropped his ass and they all jumped out the window. They took off, man. And then he woke up and then she was screaming and finally everybody's like, what, what, what happened? What happened? And her brother's like, Oh, what, what the hell's going on? They're like, Oh, these little, these little, uh, these little creatures were trying to pull you out the window. They're wearing little cloaks. And so that's where every time I watch star Wars and phantasm, I see those, the Jawas and those little dwarves. And I was saying, damn, that's probably what it looked like. But imagine that being dragged out the window and you're so damn deep asleep or, you know, they put their little curse on you. So there was no way for him to wake up apparently. And that story is always kind of giving me the chills, you know, and when I think about it, I'm like, Man, that would have been some shit to see, you know? It's, it's, you know, you can't always see stuff like that. But um, anyways, uh, I'll go ahead and end that right there for the paranormal, abnormal stories. Um, you know, so many strange things going on that I wish I could get more guests um, to talk about these stories. But, you know, some of them, they can't. It's just they, they don't want to do it. But um, for... Episode 20, yeah, that's that's pretty much what uh, I got going on. And um, uh, soon, I hope to have um, this guy, King Blizz. He's a performing artist. He's a hip-hop artist from uh, Ganado. I ran into him this past weekend, and I wanted to ask him. I mean, I asked him if he wouldn't mind getting on the podcast with me, and I just told him, you know, let's we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, or if you want me to ask you, interview interview you with questions and that would be awesome uh he's going to be performing at in in clagato (laughs) he's going to be performing in ganado on the uh, let's see friday oh man see let me check my calendar here um he he's going to be performing with some other artists he's he's closing out the show but friday the 22nd over at joggernauts in um uh gallup new mexico and so it's it's pretty cool i I met this dude before um and he let me use his um his equipment one time to record some songs um excuse me i didn't mean to burp but um he did let me borrow some some um his equipment so i can record some songs but anyways uh, that's a whole nother thing but we'll get back to that then and also um for episode 20 you know i just uh, i've been really busy trying to get like the clagatil veterans uh situated organized um financially with merchandise with uh upcoming events uh we're gonna probably try to do a trunk or treat um thing i don't know if i'll, I'll be a able to get to a haunted location and do a podcast maybe i'll do that for episode three i don't know we'll see um but anyways that's gonna do it for me for now um mateo native ravager and um there's some more other little tidbits of information i'll try to get to on the next podcast um but after that um episode 22 will be done if i can get king blizz on afterwards it'll be a special uh podcast but other than that um 
Uh, I just want to say thank you to the loyal Horn Toad listeners for um, helping out with the uh, Anchor app. The more you guys listen, the more money. Well, it's not really like dollar money. It's more like change money that we're we're getting. Uh, appreciate that. And um, with the Clagato Veterans uh, website for the nonprofit, I'm still trying to work on that. Oh man, there's just so much interesting things that are popping up, and I don't want to jinx it by talking about it, but. Other than that, I'm just going to go ahead and shut up and let it be. And um, anything else I need to do, I'll wait for season, season, episode 21. So on behalf of Clagato Veterans and Clagato Veterans Nonprofit and Clagato Veterans Podcast, on behalf of Carnage, Clagato Automotive Restoration and uh, um, <laughs> Native Auto Garage Enthusiasts, and I don't have a... Clagato Paranormal Cryptoids, but I'll try again. I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting everything we're doing. Appreciate it. And don't forget, yeah, see ya.